Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Elliot Friedman joined us in the opening hour of the show. Uh, at 1.35 today, the president and general manager of the Saskatoon Blades, Colin Priestner, who uh, many years ago attended the NHL draft as a 6.30 Ched uh, in a 6.30 Ched role with his buddy Dan Tenser, who's the, the director of scouting uh, with uh, Saskatoon. The Blades have Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats, and they are sold out uh, for the opening two games of that season. But uh, we'll tell you, Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, and we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 7804960063. The River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement bet on it. We welcome back to the show our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, he spent parts of two seasons as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He's in his fourth year uh, during a time in which the Anaheim Ducks are rebuilding as the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. We welcome back Dallas Akins. Hi, Dallas. How you doing? Excellent, Bob. You? Good. Uh, well, uh, the situation is what it is. I mean, you, you, you signed up for it. You knew kind of the direction the organization was going there was going to be some tough miles along the way. You've really incorporated a bunch of younger players. Um, how would you assess uh, the season to date so far in Anaheim? Well, it, it kind of actually it went from one plan to a different plan, right? The you know the the, the first plan with my uh, former boss was one to try to retool it and, and kind of do it on the fly. Um, and obviously we had a uh, manager change. And so this is kind of like the, the real first year uh, of really stripping it down and, uh, you know, trying to build it back up. Uh, I think um, we're where we're supposed to be. You know, we, we go into every game trying to win. We, we go into every day to try to uh, win the day and, and to get better. Um, but I think if you would have asked anyone around the league where we would finish, it would be, you know, in, in the, you know, bottom seven to eight for sure. So um, it's certainly not, um, you know, the, the, the funnest season. Um, but, you know, comfort isn't the goal here. Uh, growth is. And, you know, we're just trying to invest in every day, you know, have discipline and, and, and do the work. Dallas, uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings last year won the WHL title. They were loaded up. They had four players off the world junior team. They made a couple blockbuster trades, and they paid the consequences of that this year. Had a 10-win season. And every time we talked to Kurt Hiller, GM, or Luke Pierce, their head coach, we talked about maintaining a degree of positivity for today's players. Now, those are younger players. Those guys are not pros. Um is that applicable at the NHL level? You've got a young team. You've got so, and we'll talk about some of the young players you have that are going to be, you know, legitimate top six and potential NHL stars. But when you're in this position, do you have to maintain a degree of positivity, even if you're going through a five or six game losing streak? Uh, well, it, it, it's interesting. It's the you know we we've taken a real approach here over you know the the last number of years. Uh, with, with a more of a neutral mindset, I, I, I think it's really tough, and I'm not sure if it if it's kind of being fake 
that, hey, you're in a certain kind of season. To go in there and uh, be saying, hey, let's be positive, it's hard to be positive when, when you've uh, lost a number of games or you find yourself at the bottom of the standings. I think it is really important to have a neutral mindset with, okay, what can we control? What can we applaud that we, we've done right? And certainly what do we need to get better at today? The one thing I do know, Bob, is that negativity, it will burn down a church, it'll crush an organization, uh, it'll wreck a marriage, you know, whatever it is. And that's the one thing I'm really, really proud of our group this year is we have had very, very little uh, negativity. And that that is the most important thing to me. Uh, our guys have come in every single day uh, with the mindset of individually they're going to find a way to, to get better. And even though the standings are what they are, we, we have quietly had some uh, very good growth, especially with our younger players or even a guy like Cam Fowler who, you know, at, at his experience is, is having a, uh, a career season right now. Anaheim Ducks head coach, Dallas Aikens, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. All right, let's get to Trevor Zegers. Interesting guy. Uh, he's not timid on the ice. He certainly, if if you didn't like Trevor Zegers, you might say he's got a degree, he's got an air about him. Uh, but some would say that's good. You got to have confidence out there. What he is is really skilled. Uh, you're watching the progression and growth of this guy over the last couple of years. Uh, tell us about the player. Well, I think he's a, probably one of the most misunderstood kids in the league. You know, I, I get a lot of other coaches, maybe players that I've uh, coached before, ask me about him. He he is regarded uh, sometimes as uh, uh, cocky, these things, and he is the exact opposite. Uh, this kid is, like, super competitive. He's super fun. He wants to have fun and be competitive uh, at the same time. Uh, he, he is dying to uh, increase his leadership role and, and to uh, help turn us into a, a winning organization. And the, the kid's work is nonstop. Like, you know, between him and uh, uh, McTavish, it, it's kind of a, a game at who's going to be last off the ice. And he's always working on his game. Still lots of growth to go there, um, but, but he's fully invested in it. His biggest growth has been without the puck. You know, when we first got him, uh, he wasn't great in his own end. And I think it was because he was never in his own end. Like, he, he was <laughs> generating plays. He was having lots of ozone time. He didn't have to spend a lot of time there. <clears throat> but with our team, obviously, we do spend a lot of time there. And he's just had great growth there. His checking's getting better. He understands where he's supposed to be. And the great thing about him is he wants to be better there. He's not shrugging his shoulders and saying, hey, that's not my job. Uh, He fully wants to be a 200-foot player. Uh, Dallas, during the World Juniors in 2022, which were held in Edmonton in August, I know Cam Moon and myself love Mason McTavish. He ended up with eight goals and 17 points, and the best play made uh, saved Canada the gold medal because he pulled a puck out of the net. He's, you know, he's he's got... He's not a small guy. Like he's not huge height wise, but he's got a thicker build. Uh, prototypical second line center for you. Or have you played him mostly at the wing, mostly down the middle? Where's he played? Yeah, you know what, Bob. Like the, the the plan with him was to play him on the wing for the season. 
Um, but then he was progressing so quickly that, you know, we just decided, hey, it's, let's get him in the middle. And, and he's played uh, even better there. Uh, I feel for him some nights. He's getting just some outrageous uh, matchups, whether it's the other team's uh, center that he's got to go against or the set of D, and he's, you know, he's 20 years old. Um, the unbelievable habits. Like, sat him down at the start of the season, gave him a checklist of things that he needed to do every day, and then hoping that if he did 75 to 80% of them, you know, that, that would be excellent. And, and this kid every day has done everything we've asked of him. His, his, his discipline to go through his shifts, be first on the ice, be working on his skill set, be working on his skating, staying after practice. Like, it, it's been really, really inspiring to watch. And, you know, this, this kid, too, he's going to have a, a whole lot of leadership uh, in him as well. And we're really happy with his progress as well. Did your team get a little bit derailed when Drysdale got hurt? Because you know, I know, and again, I I don't want to overreact too much to the World Juniors, but Drysdale last couple of years before you know this year, and then Zellweger, the, you know, Anaheim's got a couple pretty impressive puck movers in the system. Uh, Drysdale's going to be a power play quarterback all day. So did that kind of change the complexion for your squad a bit, Dallas? Yeah, really quickly. Um... You know, we, we traded a couple of key, key defensemen from our organization at last year's uh, trade deadline. Um, you know, the plan was that Jamie was going to really take on a big, big role on our back end. Uh, he, he was gone very early uh, in, in the season. Uh, he, he's out for the season. Um, so a tough one for him to miss, you know, a whole lot of reps and just not in games, but those practice reps and, and you know, uh, continuing his uh, leadership along the way. And you're right, we do have some really outstanding uh, defensemen coming along. Like, you know, you mentioned Zellweger. Um, we've got Lacombe uh, in uh, Minnesota that's in the, uh, the the final four there. Um, there. There's three or four others that are uh, on their way too, and that's just going to take time. Um, you know, we, we all know the progression here of like a Darnell Nurse it just takes time for these guys to develop, get the strength, and then have a positive impact on the game. Dallas, I got to ask you about your game. How, how much are you different from when you, you know, now you've been four years head coach now in Anaheim. You were with them in San Diego for a number of years um, after, you know, uh, spending a year and a half with the Oilers. Um, are, you, are you a different coach now than you were in Edmonton? Oh, far, far different. Uh, I, I think I've got just a, a, a much longer uh, fuse. Uh, I've got way more patience. Um, it, it's, it, it's been an amazing journey. And you know what the great thing about it is, is uh, I, I'm not the, the coach today without uh, going through uh, my, my time here at Edmonton. I, I made plenty of mistakes. Um, I uh, am extremely grateful uh, for my time here. Um, and, and I've just, you know, you kind of figure out over the time that, like, hey, you know, being a leader, it, it, it isn't easy. It's heavy at times. You know, there's constant questioning. There's constant criticism. It's criticism. And, that, and that's just part of the, that's just part of the deal. Yeah. And I, I really just kind of learned to totally ignore it. 
Uh, I try to inspire discipline, uh, compassion, and ownership. And we're just trying to unlock potential and growth. And I, I think the the best thing to go about it, if you're a coach in this league, especially a head coach or, or, or even a GM, um, you, you got to have a soft heart and thick skin. And uh, but yeah, it's um, it, it seems like a lifetime ago that I was here. It's it's got to be almost a decade now. I think. Yeah, it's nine years. Yeah, it's been nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's year 15 for me. I mean, that was that was a tough stretch in 13-14 and 14-15, and I know there was an expectation of you sort of, uh, you know, helping bring along a, a couple of younger players. i got to ask you, uh, you have played the Oilers twice this year. You upset them in one game, uh, and I believe it was Lucas Dostel that was terrific in that game, and you guys were opportunistic. And then Connor kind of got you. I know he isolated uh, Zegras on a one-on-one and just made an obscene move. What are your thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers? Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I, I think Mr. Holland has just done an amazing job here. Um, he, he's had great patience, and he I think he's made some uh, hell of a, uh, a number of moves. It's incredible what this team looks like now like it's it to, to me it's a team if you want to hey you want to play the skill game okay let's have at it because we can outskill you and we can outskate you and if you uh want to get into a bit of a, a fight uh down in the back alley here uh, behind the rink we can meet you there too and you know with, with between mr hall and i think dave manson's done an incredible job with their d i think jay has uh, you know been really diligent and detailed. Uh, Goalie's always done a great job with that power play. Like I, I think they're really, really set up, you know, to uh, have a serious crack at it here, and, and not just this year, but maybe for uh, a, a few in a row. So, you know, it, it's going to be a, a massive challenge for us, uh, especially tomorrow night. You know, we're we'll be missing Henrique, who's one of our best players. Terry, one of our best players. Zegers is a big question mark. Um, so we will have to be disciplined. But, you know, the, the Edmonton Oilers are for real now. Uh, the, there's not many holes there. Uh, how do you, as an opposition coach, what message do you give to your players? The Oilers' power play went into last night's game at a higher efficiency than uh, any team's ever had in NHL history. The Montreal Canadiens in 77-78 Dallas were at 31.9%, and people forget they were in a division with Washington, who were terrible. They had 17 wins that year. Uh, Pittsburgh weren't any good. L.A. wasn't any good, and Detroit wasn't any good back then. Like, they, you know, and you didn't have coaches with video uh, where you could sit there and break down every single shift of a, a, a team's power play. But let me ask you, like, What's do you guys have that meeting with your PK group, or do you just tell them don't take any penalties? No, we do. And the 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 problem with the the Oilers one, like there's some teams that have good power plays, but they're basically looking for maybe three different looks, right? Like they they they're they're kind of mechanical in it. Um, but with with the 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 Oilers, it's it. Man, it's everything. It's they're they're rolling downhill. They're popping their bumper out. They're they're going low. There's uh, Connor is on one side, then he's on the other side. Like it's it, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of that cartoon. It's like thing one and thing two. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And the so it we we will go through it. But the main message tomorrow will be 
we cannot give them a power play. Like, we just can't. And the only time that we can take a penalty tomorrow is to absolutely save a goal. Like, that is it. Um, because, you know, they're, they're just going at such a high rate. They've got world-class players on their power play that have not only world-class skills, but world-class vision and instinct. And uh, they, they can turn nothing into something very, very quickly. Dallas, you talked about uh, beating a team in the alley. I'm a believer that, you know, you need that. If it was up to me, and you know how much I love uh, the Alberta Golden Bears, if it was up to me, university hockey would have fighting in it because then the rats would be kept at bay. Uh, And, you know, I think the players need to be able to police themselves. There is less than that in terms of the one-dimensional toughness, but it's still an outlet there. And I, I just think of Evander Kane and the impact he had last night against L.A. after not playing against the Kings in the first couple games. It is still part of the game at the end of the day, isn't it? You still have got to be able to handle things physically. Absolutely. And, like, uh, I don't get that either. Like, you know what, I I don't want to see anybody hurt. Uh, I don't want to see anybody badly hurt, anything like that. We've all been in lots of fights uh, uh, ourselves, and I can't really remember being, like, really badly, badly hurt uh, in one. Like, these, these these teams, they are truly like families, and these guys are like brothers. Um, they're in the prime of their lives. They're full of testosterone. There is going to be an adverse moment uh, on the ice that may result in gloves being off in a fight, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Me too. I, I would rather have a, have a fight than a, a hit from behind or a spear in the groin area or, you know, something like that. So um, I just think it's always going to be there. Um, I just don't get how you can – well, there's no fighting in baseball, right, except for I see them clear the benches all the time. Um, I just don't see that ever getting to a spot in hockey. Dallas, thank you for being given with your time. We'll see you down there uh, tomorrow morning. Good stuff. Have a great day. You bet. That is Dallas Aikens, the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. He's our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Teppanyaki Steak Restaurant. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. We'll return with the Oilers Now Injury Report. Dallas Aikens just gave us the Anaheim Ducks Injury Report. Uh, you're listening to Oilers Now. Well, Leon Dreisaitl played uh, a bit for Dallas Aikens during the 14-15 season. And uh, this text came in from Mark in St. Albert. Bob, thanks for the great interview with Dallas Aikens. One of your best ones ever. He's uh, such an articulate and honest coach. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Yeah, it's funny how relationships evolve. He um, was pretty honest. Says he learned a lot during his time at Edmonton and made lots of mistakes. Um, that's life. It's kind of how it works, you know. Yeah, what's the line? There's two lives you live with: the life you learn with and the life you live after you learn, or something like that. <laughs> I think that was it out of Africa. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it sort of stuck with me. I mean, the movie was out in 1984. Brander, is that his name? Klaus 
German actor. Uh, We're going to go to the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A Golden Bears. Ryan McLeod and Ryan Murray both skated today. The Oilers' low-minute players from last night were on the ice as well. Uh, the it was not a full practice, obviously. You heard Dallas Aikens. They will not have Troy Terry. Uh, will the Anaheim Ducks, who uh, it was second on their team in scoring with 56 points. Uh, Henrique is out as well. who's was a very effective two-way player for them with 19 goals and 33 points this year. Zegris is a game-time decision, 22 goals and 59 points this season. You can start your new vehicle journey at Brent Ridge Ford, the dealer that doesn't forget about you after you purchase. If you want and value fair treatment, full transparency. Call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. 12-time President's Diamond Club Award winners for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaska. And off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, Colin Priestner, he's the president and general manager of the Saskatoon Blades as the WHL playoffs get rolling tonight. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.